Welcome to the Man Talk Show. I'm Connor Beaton. And on this midweek mini episode, as you may have noticed in the title, we're going to talk about masturbation. Uh, so oddly enough, I have been receiving a lot of questions as of late about masturbation, uh, how it relates to relationships. Can it improve, enhance relationships? Does it diminish sexual connection within relationships? Um, is there some? Is there too much masturbation? What are the myths about masturbation? Um, I don't know what is happening in all of your lives. Maybe it's because COVID is happening and people are stuck at home and they're masturbating more, uh, which I think may be accurate. Uh, but we are going to dive into the myths, the facts, and then I'm going to end uh, this episode with some tips about masturbation as it seems to be a, a relevant topic. And um, I've had a lot of people asking about letting go of porn, starting to integrate masturbation with their partner. And so at the end of this episode, I'm gonna give you some insight into uh, how to incorporate healthy masturbation back into your life and maybe into your relationship. So uh, let's just start off with the myths because this shit is hilarious. I mean, I, I just did some basic Google searches around uh, masturbation myths, which if you haven't done it, please do. The first things you're going to find are blindness and hairy palms. Does does masturbation cause blindness and hairy palms? And <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I laughed straight out loud. Um, no, it does not cause blindness. The hairy palms thing is a really interesting one. I'm not too sure where that's come from. If you know where it's come from, please DM me on Instagram uh, or Facebook and tell me where it's come from so I can share it with other people because it's just a ridiculous and absurd one. Um, but let's go through some of the other ones because these are some of the other myths. Uh, masturbation causes impotence later in life. It causes erectile dysfunction. It causes penis shrinkage. It causes penis curvature. It causes low sperm count, infertility, mental illness, physical weakness. So these are most of the main myths that come up around masturbation. Now, from what I could uh, discern within uh, my, my research, a lot of these come back to religious messaging. Um, if you grew up in a religious household, masturbation is often uh, frowned upon, it's often looked down on. And so there's a lot of um, ideologies and sort of indoctrination that happens around why uh, what the what the negative consequences are going to be if you masturbate, uh, and and you know uh, it's it's not approved by the religion that that you were you were or are practicing, so it does not cause impotence later in life. That is certainly a misnomer. Uh, it does not cause erectile dysfunction. Your penis is not going to shrink or become curved because of uh, because you're masturbating. In fact, one of the things. For those of you that have curvature, um, that can be caused by a number of things. One of them is uh, sometimes trauma as a kid. So maybe you were kicked uh, in in the groin, or you experienced. Uh, oh man, I, you know, I think I remember something about uh, it growing up. A gas pedaling was a thing, so maybe you experienced that. I'm not even going to explain that. Uh, if you know what it is, I mean, I'm sorry that you experienced that or that you caused that to somebody else. We're just going to leave that out there. Uh, low sperm count, also not necessarily true. A lot of these things are linked to low testosterone. So as you age as a man, your 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 penis will 
eventually start to shrink just a little bit, um, but that's not going to be because of usage. That is largely going to be because of blood flow. It's going to be because of your, your testosterone is dropping. Same thing with your low sperm count. That's largely happening uh, because your testosterone is dropping. So a lot of these, a lot of these uh, components, these myths, come back to physical and biological attributes. Uh, so a lot of this, pretty much all this can be explained by your testosterone, your your uh, sedentary nature. So the more sedentary that we are throughout the day, um, the lower libido we're going to experience, especially later on in life, the more we are prone to erectile dysfunction um, and the more that we are going to be susceptible um, to things like infertility. So these are some of the myths, uh, some of the other ones that that I found that were kind of interesting uh, was the question of does excessive masturbation lead to erectile dysfunction? And this is a this is something that I get from a lot of men who uh, maybe in their in their twenties were masturbating, you know, four, five, six times a week. Some some men, you know, masturbating multiple multiple times every single day. Um, but I found some great research by a researcher named Dr. Spat. Uh, it's S-P-A-D-T, S-P-A-D-T. And what she said was erectile dysfunction does not result from masturbation. What can happen with either men or women is you masturbate frequently and become used to a certain kind of, of touch, whether it's a vibration, whether it's your own hand, it's the method that you're using. So um, that, that can actually result in when you have your partner or another person touching you um, uh, and, and engaging in that type of, of intercourse, it can feel very different than what you're used to. So for example, if you were single for you know, a year or two years and you masturbated you know, every other day for that entire time, you're going to get used to Your body's going to get used to the way that you are interacting with yourself. Um, so because of this, Dr. Spatz says, you may become habituated to the sensation and find it more difficult to have an orgasm or become sexually stimulated with your partner because you are used to having uh, a sexual touch in a very specific way. What else do we have here? There are no health benefits to masturbation. That's also a myth. Masturbation has a number of health benefits. Uh, they include things like better sleep, reduced stress, intention, fewer headaches, improved concentration, uh, increased self-esteem sometimes, a more youthful appearance, which uh, I went down the research rabbit hole on that one, and that's not always true. Um, that is, that's a byproduct of some of the hormones um, that are released after orgasm. Uh, and so there are also a number of other sexual health benefits specifically for women and particularly older women, uh, including you know less vaginal dryness later on in life and, and pain during sex. So there are a number of health benefits. Um, the other myth that came up was, can you masturbate too much? This is a big one. And oddly enough, I probably get asked this question. I get DM'd this question like, once every two months, once every month or so from from somebody who's just like, is it, can I masturbate too much? So masturbation really only becomes excessive or quote unquote too much if it is serving as an escape from something in your life, right? Maybe you're trying to escape from problems that are happening in a relationship. Maybe you're trying to run away from the uncomfortable conversation of what you want to explore sexually with your partner. And so you are, you, maybe you feel shame or anger or frustration and you are using excessive masturbation in order to uh, get away from that. Um, or you are substituting masturbation 
if you're using masturbation uh, for an emotional release. So I see this a lot with men who watch an excessive amount of porn that are maybe watching porn on a, on a daily basis uh, or sort of like five or six times a week, sometimes hours at a time. That's generally um, a, a byproduct of trying to alleviate some of the symptoms of undiagnosed depression uh, or undiagnosed high levels of anxiety. And again, as we talked about on the show, anxiety is it's largely another word for stress. Uh, so while we can have the side effect of masturbation producing some stress release and some anxiety release, um, we do not want to use it as a tool for that. So this one's kind of like a yes and no situation. Can you masturbate too much? Like yes and no. It can also be an issue if you're causing physical soreness, emotional issues, um, you know, problems. Again, you're trying to escape problems within your relationship uh, or that that masturbation has become the only way that you can become sexually aroused and you can no longer engage with proper sex. So some men will have erectile dysfunction within their relationships specifically because they have uh, they have not engaged in bringing forward what they want to explore and create an environment where that conversation happens with their partner. Okay, so those are some of the myths. There are many more. There are many, many more. Oh, one last thing, because this is just funny. Uh, the masturbation myth that you will go blind. Uh, so again, this is some other research by um, by Dr. Shui. And they said many myths about masturbation, such as this one, come from back when people believed that sex was only meant for procreation. People also believe that masturbation could lead to insanity, tuberculosis, and even death. So obviously none of these things are true. Again, they are tied to religious ideologies. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about masturbation facts because who doesn't like a little bit of interesting data? Um, I love this kind of information. So let's just talk about uh, some of the masturbation facts. I have a, a good amount here from different research, different uh, studies that are all uh, pulled from from different places. One of them is uh, from a website called Univia. And this site um, has a bunch of different resources on it. But one of, one of the things that I found was that they pulled over a thousand people um, just to get some data on what masturbation is being used for, the differences between men and women. Um, and it sort of focused in on masturbation as a form of self-care. Uh, and so we're going to just dive through some of these facts, which are quite interesting. So how often do you masturbate? 20%, 20.9% of people said that they masturbate more than four times per week. 29.5% said they masturbate two to three times per week. 12.9% said once a week. 17.6% said a few times per month. 15.2% said monthly to a few times per year, and then 4% said not in the past year. So in the in the past year, 96% of the people that you know that you will come to contact with have masturbated <laughs> and, and did so probably in the last month. Uh, average monthly days masturbating by gender. This is an interesting one. So on a monthly average, let's say the average is 30 days, women will masturbate six six days out of the 30, and men will masturbate roughly 13, 13 days out of the 30. Uh, so, so men do, according to some of this research and data, and again, this has varied a little bit, but on average from the research and the studies that I could find, 
um, men are averaging masturbating more. Uh, and then let's talk about by generation. Um, so by generation, so millennials, again, you can see a correlation with age. Millennials are, are masturbating on average 11 days of the month. Uh, Gen X is masturbating eight days out of the month. And baby boomers, good for you. You're still coming in at five days out of the month. So uh, yep, your parents still masturbate. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a messed up, uh, interesting, just little uh, uh, visual for you. So yeah, we'll, we'll just plant that in your head. Uh, okay, what else have we got here? It's just a few more, and then I'm going to talk about tips for this one. Oh, one of the interesting ones was that it broke down masturbation by political parties. And normally, I don't talk about politics, but this is just kind of funny. Uh, so we're going to dive into this. So uh, Democrats apparently uh, masturbate uh, 85, 85.5% of Democrats say that they masturbate on a regular basis. 75% of Republicans say that they masturbate on a regular basis. And 72.8% of independents say that they masturbate on a regular basis. And there's a whole breakdown of how often. Um, but on average, uh, apparently Democrats are masturbating more. So I don't know if that means anything. Um, I don't think it means anything at all, but it's just interesting, interesting data. All right. Tricks of the trade. What, what are people usually doing while masturbating? So 63% of people said that they are viewing porn. 63% said that they are viewing porn. 61.7% said they are using their imagination to fantasize. 45% said that they're thinking about a previous experience. 28% are using a toy or, or using lubricant. Uh, 21% are reading an erotic story. Uh, and, and then from there, there's like some other obscure ones. Uh, let's see here. Why do you normally masturbate? Why do you normally masturbate? Now, this is an interesting subject, I think. Uh, so 84.3% of people said they are masturbating to satisfy sexual urges. 67.6% said that they are trying to relieve stress. 66.8% said they are uh, doing it because it's enjoyable. 31.2% said they're doing it because they're bored. 14% uh, said to feel comfortable with their body. So actually masturbating to get more comfortable with the body. 12% said to aid in concentration. 10% said to relieve headaches. Uh, and then again, there's a couple other uh, smaller obscure ones, which I, I don't think we need to get totally into here. And then um, just one, uh, one final fact uh, masturbation's effect on sexual behavior. So 78% of people typically experienced an orgasm during sex. And uh, uh, percentage-wise of people who typically orgasm during sex, 80.9% of people who are frequent masturbators will orgasm during sex, while 69.8% of people that are uh, infrequent masturbators will orgasm during sex. So basically the correlation there is that what, what this data and research sort of showing is that not only is masturbation uh, healthy for us to connect to our own sexual desires, um, but it can increase the frequency and the probability of us orgasming during sex. Again, unless we are misusing uh, that, uh, misusing that, uh, that, that masturbation. Uh, okay, finally, percentage satisfied with their sex life. This part was actually interesting. 48.4% of frequent masturbators said that they are satisfied with their sex life, while 53.6% of infrequent masturbators said that they are 
satisfied with their sex life. So again, all of that is sort of the data is sort of showing is that uh, frequent masturbators were those who are masturbating weekly and infrequent masturbators were those who are masturbating once a month or less. Uh, and all of that's saying is that the people who are masturbating less are more uh, satisfied with their sex life. So generally, this correlation is, is simply that it's showing the different levels of sex drives. So on, on average, people with a higher sex drive are going to be masturbating more and maybe have a lower satisfactory rate with their sex life. And people that are masturbating less are going to have a higher satisfactory uh, relationship to their sex life, largely because they they uh, have a lower sex drive, and so there is a higher level of satisfaction there. So that's some of the facts. That's some of the information. Um, I hope that you enjoyed that. And now I'm just going to quickly touch on on using masturbation tips for masturbation. All right. So um, if you've listened to my show before, you've probably come across the knowledge that I'm not a huge advocate. Uh, for mainstream pornography, mostly because it gives an unrealistic sense of what sex should look like. It's entertainment. It's not real. Um, there's a number of reasons, but there's also a good amount of research that's out there that alludes to the fact that modern and mainstream pornography is having um, some damaging side effects on on some men uh, and some women. Uh, and that can look like a number of things, but for for men, it, it can be it can show up in an addictive way, and you can start to develop habits and behavioral patterns that are that that correlate to addictive behaviors. So uh, things like sacrificing sleep, sacrificing time with friends, um, not getting work done, not going into work, uh, all for masturbation, having less less sex with your partner. Um, needing more f- like aggressive style of sex um, or or more um, sort of taboo sexual experiences in order to feel aroused. So there's a number of reasons um, that porn can be challenging. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, masturbating without pornography and how to start to reclaim that that sensation, how to start to reclaim that connection with your own sexual desire. Uh, and sexual energy. So one of the main things that we want to aim for when it comes to masturbation uh, with yourself is to regain pleasure without a sense of visual stimulus. Now, for some people that have been using porn for a long time, they probably will not have masturbated without some form of visual stimulus for a very long time. Um, whether it's some form of pornography, pictures, um, or even fantasies. And so what I encourage you to do is to start to explore what masturbation can look like and feel like without fantasies, strictly by coming back to a place of connecting to touch with your body, connecting to what it feels like simply to get yourself aroused, um, to touch yourself, and to engage in the act of experiencing the physical sensation of your sexual connectivity. And the reason that we want to do that is that when it comes to sexual interaction and intercourse with our partner, whether you know it's you know a hand job or a blow job or full out sex, um, oftentimes for a lot of men, they are struggling with things like performance anxiety and erectile dysfunction, not because there's a health issue, although sometimes that can happen with age 
with low testosterone and blood pressure and whatnot. But largely it's happening because of performance anxiety, because a man has conditioned himself and trained himself that sex needs to look a certain way based off of what he's seen in porn. And because of that, he loses a lot of connectivity to what's happening in his body. And so he's very much living his thoughts in his head, trying to visualize what sex is going to look like trying to visualize what he wants to do or how he's going to perform. And it can put in not only an immense amount of pressure on him, but it can actually disconnect him from how he's physically feeling from a sensation standpoint sexually within the body. And this goes for women as well. It just looks a little bit different. So start to regain pleasure without visual stimulus. The next part is to uh, explore what it feels like to bring yourself up to a threshold, okay? So a lot of people, if you are somebody who struggles with premature ejaculation, you can start to play around with something like edging, which is basically you will work yourself up to a seven or an eight. Um, again, nine or 10. Nine is getting very close to orgasm, and 10 is you've, you've crossed the threshold. Usually by the time you're at an eight, you, you, you've getting, you're getting pretty close to going beyond the threshold. So start to play around with what it just feels like to masturbate, to uh, feel connected to your own sexual desires and sexuality without needing to constantly be goal obsessed. Many of us will, many people that I've worked with over the years are very focused in on orgasm and sort of like getting the job done. And it's a very utilitarian approach. Uh, or there's a lot of pressure and anxiety to maintain an erection or to not ejaculate too fast. Um, or, or the inverse of that, which is uh, for some people that they struggle to ejaculate at all um, for a number of reasons. So start to play around with what it feels like to get up to that edge? What does it require? What's the different sensations in the body? For some people, for men especially, and for women as well, tension within the body uh, can be a huge predictor of, of how quickly you are arising or rising up towards an orgasm. So for a lot of men, they will clench legs or abdomen or different parts of the body in an effort, often unconsciously, to maintain an erection or to not ejaculate. Uh, and so you want to start to play around with how relaxed can you be in the process of masturbation. And then finally, if you're in a partnership to, to explore what masturbation looks like with your partner. And so that can actually mean, um, you know, creating a an exercise, uh, an experience where uh, beforehand, you obviously, you and your partner talk about this, but you create an experience where you're going to guide your partner on exactly what you want. Or maybe you show them how you want to be touched first and then they engage in that activity and start to play around with um, teaching each other how it is that you would like to be touched, how it is that you would um, like to be to be led through that experience and and what they can do to facilitate that. So again, that requires a pretty big conversation. Um, but generally what what I've seen over the years is that couples that are able to have open sexual dialogue uh, and can start to engage in some of these basic pieces of how they want to be touched sexually. And again, that's not just your genitals, right? It's not just how you want to be touched in that part of your body, but how you want to be touched in the rest of your body. 
So I hope that this has served you. I hope that you got a good laugh out of this, maybe some good insight into what you and your partner can do. I'd encourage you to listen to this with your partner, uh, have a little bit of an open dialogue about masturbation. Again, one of the greatest challenges that we have seen in working with couples uh, is that they're not talking about sex. They're not talking about their masturbation habits or rituals, what they want, what they enjoy, what they want to explore. And so sex is largely an uncommunicated topic. And uh, if you are wanting to learn more about this, next week I have an incredible guest that's coming on the show and we talk about uh, all about uh, a, a feminine desire, uh, a woman's sexual desire and, and sexual energy, uh, what causes low libido, what causes um, uh, women to be very engaged or not engaged in sexual intercourse. And so we do a deep dive into that. Uh, and then later on this, you're going to be exploring what that looks like for men. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. Um, this is a big one. We don't talk about masturbation and sex enough in our culture, especially within our relationships. Um, Oftentimes when I'm doing men's weekends or we're working with couples, we'll ask them, when was the last time you, have you talked with your partner about sex in the last year? And I'm always shocked at how few people are having dialogues and discourse about what they're wanting to explore sexually. Uh, and a lot of it just has to do with shame or uh, the fact that the couple has sort of drifted apart uh, or they're not too sure or or they get triggered. And the biggest mistake that people often have is that they're trying to have these conversations mid-sex, right? So they don't say anything. They don't have any uncomfortable conversations outside of the bedroom. And then all of a sudden when they get in the bedroom, they try and engage in these dialogues and it can be very detrimental. So have the conversation on the couch so that in the bed you can explore naturally and freely. And if you want to have more of these dialogues, uh, please let me know through Instagram, uh, share this share this podcast, and send me a DM with what other questions or topics you would like me to explore around sex and intimacy. And until next week, this is Connor Beaton signing off.